Sit back, relax, and enjoy Talk Bites. And we are back. Thank you, uh, everyone, for tuning in. Like, this is a radio show from 40 years ago and not actually a podcast that you just click listen to. Uh, I am your host, Brian, and this is the inaugural episode of the rebranding from from Coffee Confessions to Talk Bites. So this is a, a momentous episode. And I felt that uh, it was more than prudent to uh, have my next guest on uh, to celebrate this momentiveness. And that's not even a word, but we're going to invent it for today. Momentiveness of this episode. Um, I have uh, today Monique, um, who uh, I am absolutely uh, fanboying over and, and so glad that uh, she's agreed uh, to, to come on the show. Uh, Monique, is it a show or is it a cast? Agreed to come on the cast. I feel uh, like Monique, it's a, how are you? I'm good. I feel like it's more of a, a performance, isn't it? Right? It, 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 right. We're on a platform. We're on a platform. We got this. We got this. <laughs> exactly. It's like our soapbox. This is a modern day soapbox and, and we're here. I love uh, it. Doing our thing. Awesome. So, um, <laughs> uh, Monique, uh, uh, the first step we always do is just uh, uh, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, what can I say? I'm a 26-year-old Sydney cider living in lockdown at the moment. Um, I think from our past conversations, Brian, I think we're friends now. I think this is like our... our... <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm just making sure. <laughs> I never know, right? Um, no, but I think... Um, you know, having our chats and sort of going into more, well, first of all, you and I initially started off as work colleagues and now we've sort of grown into this beautiful platonic exchange of ideas, thoughts and culture. So, um, you know, really glad to be here and uh, really excited to, to see um, what you guys um, have in store. I think um, from judging from our past conversations, a lot of what we were talking about is like, oh my God, have you seen this movie? Have you read this book? You know? Um, and so it's good, I think, to, to have something like a nice constructive um, conversation, especially about like, you know, romantic politics, sexual politics, and um, all the stuff that we can't mention at work. <laughs> uh, a hundred percent. And, and not to be biased, but I'm pretty sure that, uh, uh, our conversations that we have are are just absolutely delightful and need to be shared. Uh, uh, hence, why uh, I'm I'm so happy that you agreed to come on. Oh, thank you. I actually more like, I feel like it was more like me strong arming you, or at least twisting your rubber <laughs> arms into making myself present. Um, no one loves the sound of her own voice more than this guy. So um, you got your work cut out for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I absolutely will enjoy the challenge and love it. Uh, the, the first question I think um, it, uh, I, we, we should we should broach is uh, just a quickie. So we'll start off with a quickie. Okay, mm. is mm-hmm. um, what uh, what is your your favorite piece of advice or the best piece of advice that uh, you've ever been given? Oh, I think the best piece of advice that I've ever been given um, is that it doesn't matter what happens in your life. It doesn't matter, I think, how you perceive your issues to be um, at this point in time. It doesn't matter anyway. It sounds really nihilistic, but mm. it is so perspective um, 
shaping in the sense that, you know, you could have, you know, problems with your partner or you could have problems with your job, you know, and everybody does. But I think in this, in the grand sense of, of things, you know, when you're on your deathbed, um, all those little minuscule problems really don't matter. Um, and that's so liberating. Right. And when I first heard that, I was like, holy shit, like, what am I going to do? Like, if nothing matters, why don't I just live in this existential limbo? Right. But the fact that it doesn't matter means that you have the freedom to really do what makes you happy. Um, and so, you know, I think that's, that's probably the piece of advice that stuck with me the most. It's not the most pleasant or the most constructive. Um, but it's definitely something that, um, has stuck with me for sure. That, that, that's absolutely fascinating. Actually, I've, I have been given that same advice before too. I, I remember being an angsty teenager back in Canada um, and I was very angsty. I think my uh, axe that I used uh, to practice lumberjacking um, had became dull and uh, <laughs> I was uh, throwing quite the, the temper tantrum in, in a Canadian high school where you know we, we shared uh, the field with moose and then we had the lumberjacking part there. Um, and, uh, I remember I was being quite the grumpy Gus, very angsty. And, and, uh, one of my, one of my teachers came up to me and he said, uh, do you remember what you had for breakfast two weeks ago? I'm like, I'm, why are you talking to me? I, I, I don't know. You guys get breakfast? Yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I killed some beavers and I, no, I got nothing. I got <laughs> nothing with that one. Uh, then, um, <laughs> and then he goes, well, okay, cool, cool. Do you, uh, do you remember what made you angry five years ago? Mm. And I was like, but no, I don't. What's your point? And yeah. then he was like, exactly. So whatever you're angry about right now, I guarantee you, you're not going to remember two weeks or even a year from now, you're not going to mm. remember why you're angry. So why are you putting this much energy into it today? Mm. And why are you yeah. ruining today for something you're not even going to remember tomorrow? Yeah. I was like, oh. I, I want to be in a bad mood, but <laughs> that makes sense. Damn it's like, it. <laughs> damn you for using your logos and rationale out of my bad mood. I want to, I deserve this bad mood, don't I? <laughs> I want to be in a bad yeah. mood. <laughs> Being in bad oh. moods are healthy, you know. Um, how dare that person rob you of that experience? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, and the unfortunate thing, though, as much as that works then, uh, it, it's something that, uh, uh, you know, it. I, I, I didn't use after that. Like, it's just one of those mm. things that you said it and I was like, Oh, I remember someone saying to me and that does work. Yeah. Mm. And then, but you just, it's hard to practice. Yeah, it is. Every piece of advice that you've, you've been given. And, and, 100%. Yeah. and you know, when you ask me, when you actually, when you first asked me that, I was like, okay, are we talking about advice that I actually adhere to or advice that I've just heard? <laughs> because yeah, I feel yeah, like it's yeah, it's like people love to you know throw in their two cents, even when it's especially when it's not welcome, right? So um, it's like, is this advice that I actually abide by? Because let's face it, majority of advice that I listen to, I really don't <laughs> really pay any credence to at all, which is more a me thing. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see why that might take two different directions. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So um, now that that was the quickie. Now, now we're we're going to jump into the 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 meat and potatoes. Uh, I think of, of and our potatoes. Talk. The meat and potatoes of, of the talk here, and and that is uh, uh, your worst pickup line. 
that mm. uh, that you've ever received. I think is uh, is what uh, I think it's a great little topic. I think and so that too. could that, you know move on to to the crux of of civilization as we know it. But to, mm. to, to start it off, what's the worst pickup line that you've ever ever received? I think the worst pickup line I've ever received is. Oh, God, this is taking me back. So um, a couple of years ago when I was very single, very, very single, um, I would be on like those dating apps and I'd be like, sure, like whatever. And the most frequent dating pickup line that I ever received and the one that is probably the worst and remains to this day the worst is, where are you from? Oh, Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, for those of you who understand that I have a face for radio, uh, would understand if you saw me in person that I am very Chinese. Um, I have, I'm, I'm Chinese French, um, by ancestry, but, um, I am Chinese. Um, and so having that question thrown to me often, it incites some form of racial consciousness, I think, um, that, you know, non-persons of colour don't experience, especially when they're navigating a sexual landscape, right? Mm. Um, You know, (laughs) cue the straight white males to come in and say, oh, but not all males would say that. Um, But but essentially that's that's, statistically speaking, that's actually the most common uh, pickup line that that I've been faced with. So, um, you know, I think as far as worst and most frequent go, that's like the shaded uh, middle in terms of the Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you, what I'm doing right now, as you're speaking, is I am going through all my dating apps and uh, I'm going through every conversation I've ever had. And I'm going in my head, like, fuck, did I, did I do the where are you from? Uh, of course, if I did do it, it would, would have been nice bum, where are you from? Um, mm. uh, just, just to add to, to some, some colloquialism to it, but, um, no, that, that's being, um, facetious in, in, in a topic. I think that is, is far from, um, should, should be having that levity added to it when, when you get to that point, um, yeah. where there is, uh, uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, some seriousness to it, um, mm. with that being your experience. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, navigating, you know, the world, especially in Australia where you have a really large proportion of, you know, Asian population and a majority of them are second wave immigrants. Um, a lot of us, <laughs> I'll, I'll use, I'll change my pronouns. Um, a lot of us have parents who are literally fresh off the boat. Um, and so, you know, they come to these countries, uh, wh- whether it be Australia or the US or England, um, really with um, no way or no way to empower their children in order to navigate this political landscape. Um, so, I mean, as an immigrant, right, um, or the children of immigrants, a lot of the time, you know, everyone's had that experience in the on the playground at school, be like, oh, what do you have for lunch? I have a sandwich. Oh, what do you have? I have noodles. You know, it's 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 so different, right? But it's, but mm. it's so prevalent. Um, and especially, I think, you know, with the way Western culture portrays uh, Asian females, it doesn't make it better. <laughs> I actually wrote an article recently for Pink Magazine on um, 
it was around the time that the massacre uh, took place um, where wow. about eight Asian women were killed. Um, and I think a majority of that article really is an analysis of, you know, how Asian women are portrayed in media and how that those stereotypes actually get um, perpetuated, right, to our own detriment, of course. So when mm. you see, like, um, obviously Asian women being killed or victims of um, sexual violence or domestic violence, you know, it's, it's not – um, it's not uncommon, you know, and it's, it's even more frighteningly um, underreported because we are the model minority. Um, and so not only are we, you know, encouraged to keep silent because, you know, that's our culture and we don't want to make a fuss, um, it does actually, it becomes internalised in generations like mine, especially when it comes to dating, um, especially when it comes to, you know, going home with somebody or, um, even having a one night stand, like, you know, are we going home with these, you know, white guys because we think that that we fulfill some sort of upheld ideal for them? Um, Mm. you know what I mean? So, um, you know, it is, it is incredibly, um, tricky. Um, but I have been lucky with, um, the relationships that I, that I have had. Um, but it's never not in my mind, I think, when talking to someone who I might be romantically or sexually interested in. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny that, well, not funny, it's not a joke, but, um, when you, uh, when, when I first heard this, um, so, uh, you spoke about it before where you wrote that article and it was just like, so it's going through my mind. It's like, what preconceived notions do I have? What's like, you know, you ask yourself as you internalize, it's like, what, mm. what do I have? What do I do? And, and, you know, everyone kind of thinks, no, 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 that's not me. I'm not the one that, that, yeah. that the statistic i'm not the the you know the racist i don't i don't have swastika tattoos but then again it's in, well what do do i make assumptions yeah do i do i and it, it's almost like um i spoke about the john oliver episode and and one of and his point was it's just like it's it's just as frustrating for uh american asians to be the the token good uh, race and this the is model minority, is, yeah, the model minority. Um, uh, so you keep quiet, and, and mm. that's exactly it. The generations of keeping quiet because we're the we're the like it, it was just uh, like yeah. John Oliver is is the is uh, is my boy. I think uh, <laughs> it, it definitely should be checked out. Um, also, his episode on plastics. Well, plastics isn't a thing right now, but yeah, plastics are like the scourge of, of humanity. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so you know, yeah, I had to to check myself really a lot um, mm. when when you know seeing that and then and then and hearing your experiences and hearing you talk about it too. It's 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 it's, uh, it's quite an eye opener, and I hope that uh, you know anybody that's that's listening to this could could kind of just do a little internalization as well. Mm. What what preconceived notions do you have? Even positive, what you think might be positive could be. Could could have a negative effect on people. Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. And I think as well, it's 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 how these assumptions are so insidious in pop culture, so insidious. Like, for example, if we take like the example of Kill Bill, which I also mentioned in the article, uh, we see like the two like um, we have like Lucy Liu, and then we have like her little sidekick who is like the embodiment of the Japanese schoolgirl. Um, but Lucy Liu's character Oranishi is like the um, like she's like the geisha warrior right which is um so insulting (laughs) first of all it's so insulting um because the depictions of quentin tarantino's work is pan-asian right so it treats all asian minorities uh and subcultures and um ethnic 
cultures as well as equivalent. Like we're not, you know, Chinese or Korean or Japanese. We're all just Asian and we're all just from the East, right? So mm. when it does come to that, um, you know, ignoring those nuances that come with culture um, and when it's, you know, invested in and repackaged for, for the masses, right? How do we, or how does that actually feed into our core values? And how does that feel, feed into our performances when we treat other people um, and engage with them? A hundred percent. You know, one of the things that uh, I struggled with and I, and I freely admit it now that, uh, you know, I did it internally and I never, I never brought it up elsewhere, but I always struggled with representation. Mm. In what and understanding the, the value of representation. So right. it, again, it was an internal struggle. And I never mentioned it, didn't, didn't think, but it was an internal struggle um, from ignorance. But then um, I, I was watching, a, what was it? It was The Last Airbender. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. A, a cartoon, right? And uh, this episode had these bad guys and they, they, they were a couple and they were, you know, they were fighting through the episode. And then at one point they, they stood in front of each other and the woman was uh, about a good two feet taller than the man. Mm. And then I remember going, yes, yeah. because uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, I'm actually um, average uh, height wise. Uh, for those out there in Canada, I'm, I'm, I'm not tall. I'm not short. I'm per- like, I'm not perfect, but like, I'm not tall and I'm not short. <laughs> but uh, in, in Australia, I, I, am, I am short. Okay, there there are three year olds in Australia walking around right now taller than me. Um, <laughs> one thing that I've always found attractive um, in, uh, in in a woman with height, I've always in all my all my past um, um, successful relationships, uh, the my partner has always been my height or taller. Mm. And but to get that um, that the, you know, there's that whole meme out there. If, if you're under six foot, do you really exist? Um, oh. and, and, and stuff like that out there in society right now. Right. So, mm. um, it always, it always bothered me. It's like, oh my, but I want, I want a partner that's five, eight or, yeah. or taller. Like mm. I, I like that. I like yeah. wear your heels. Yeah. Be five ten and yes. wear your heels. I yes. love it. I'm not intimidated by that. Yes. I love it. it. It's amazing. Love it. Um, but so, but to, to bring it back. So when I saw that, I was like, oh yes. A man can be with a taller woman. It's it's beautiful. It's amazing, and it's yeah. normal. And then I was like, "That's representation." Yeah. And, I, and and that's when it clicked for me. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck yes, okay." Yeah. yeah. Well, I think representation is essentially what you just said, right? It's seeing yourself projected elsewhere. Yes. For consumption, like for example, like I. Um, I am tall. I'm five foot 10. Um, and there's literally like, I'm pretty much the anomaly in terms of like the Asian female ideal. So I'm queer, I'm tall, like I'm not dainty in by any means or any stretch of the imagination. I have more of an athletic build. Um, and there's really no, I guess, way for me to identify with anything else that's out there. Um, and if, you know, you do get a tall Asian woman, they're usually like a model or, um, an actress or something like that, or they don't exist. Um, <laughs> um, no, so I think you're absolutely bang on the money there. The minute I see like um, an Amazonian Asian woman in theaters, I'll definitely like hit you up and be like, Brian, this woman is me. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, maybe in, in, in one of my 
thousands of creative projects that I have, I, I could uh, I could write that character in, and then therefore we finally have some proper representation of yes. that character. Yes, thank you. We need like. I mean, there's Yao Ming, but he's a basketballer and also a man. So, <laughs> I, I just got to say though that 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 Asian stereotype. I, I lived in Chippendale, um, and uh, that that stereotype that that in in, in that, that ignorance, uh, I I was the shortest person in that building, and that building is full of them. <laughs> <laughs> of them. Uh, there was Indonesians, there was Chinese. Um, it, it was just yeah, and 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 I was I was one of the shortest. So mm. yeah, that stereotype. I'm I'm, I'm putting it. My, I'm putting my hand down right now. It does not mm. uh, compute with with the reality of the world. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think at least with my experience within Canada and Australia, obviously. Um, I've had limited exposure. I've been to Vietnam and Thailand. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, to the pickup line. So, uh, I just want to, uh, bring back and say that I have probably given someone the worst pickup line ever. So I, oh, I'm, no. I'm very fair. I'm very fair in, in calling out that if I was to find this girl right now randomly, and, and obviously she wouldn't remember me, um, or she would, and that's a bad thing, and say, what's your worst hookup line? I guarantee that it would be uh, the following. Again, I want to be fair, okay? So, that's okay. That's fine. Uh, the, uh, what, what, what I did, this is uh, back in Canada, taking the GO train, and um, um, you know, for some reason, I don't know what it was. It was just maybe our train stop or something, but... We always got on and collectively we was everybody would get on the same car and sit in the same seat every single day. Okay. Mm. So, uh, there was a, a girl, uh, that, uh, I had fancied, um, and, uh, ignorantly it was purely just obviously on looks because I had no idea who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, because my coward ass couldn't just come up and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> oh, Brian, what's your name? Or, Hey, how's the weather today? We're fucking Canadians. All we do is talk about the weather, <laughs> right? So, it's like out of fog, <laughs> really. Right. Really? Was, oh, it's been a snow today. Oh yeah. yeah it's been a snow too. Like, like, I mean, that's all we talk about. It's literally what we have to talk so about. So polite. So, um, so, but I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Uh, so I had come up with the great idea of, Passing a note. Okay. Passing a note. Okay. 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 So uh, now that even took some courage. So that took a few train rides for me to finally sit down and say, okay, I'm going to write a note. So I, I brought out my, my, my notebook, opened it up, and I wrote, I wrote this note. I said, hey, because I obviously didn't know her name. And I didn't want to say anything like brown shirt girl or whatever. So I was just like, hey. <laughs> I was like, um, these days – Everyone is quick to criticize, so I just wanted to let you know um, that I think you're beautiful. Big fucking deal. I don't know who she is, right? But anyway, so these days people are quick to criticize, but I wanted to let you know that I think you're beautiful. Signs. Here we go. Here's here's the creme de glace right here. Okay, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Here we go. You ready? You ready? Yeah. Signs. Your fellow go trainer. Your fellow, so the name of the train system was the Go Train. Your fellow Go Oh my Go-train. God. Now, oh, Jesus. I didn't leave my name. I didn't leave a, a hey, hit me up, a call to action, so to speak, in, in, in the marketing language. Oh my I just had God. That, right? So here, here's, here's, I'm sending this thing. So I wrote this thing and I'm thinking, like, 
she's going to find it the most romantic thing later. Asterisk on that part, because fuck media. But anyway, so I, I, I roll up the note, fold it up, and I take it, and I get off the train. And now, because of how fast she's walking to her car in the parking lot, we actually have parking lots in Canada. I know it's a strange thing to Sydney ciders, so anybody listening in Sydney, we actually provide parking for enough people to enjoy the where we're driving to. Okay? Give so the people what they have, want. <laughs> right? We actually have designed parking lots for, for stuff like train stations. So she's going to the parking lot. I'm following behind her. It's, it's, it's nighttime because, again, it's Canada, uh, so it, the, the sun goes down at 4 p.m., um, and I'm, I'm right behind her. She turns around and I go, Hey, so not even, Hey, how you doing? Hey. And so she turns around and I, and I hold out like, like a T-Rex. My, so my arm's not fully extended. And I hold out this note. Oh and my God. Looking at me like wide eyed, like, what, like, obviously like I'm this, I'm this strange man in the dark that, that just said, Hey to her. And then I'm like, take it. <laughs> right. Literally like that. And then I said it again because she didn't move. And I was like, take it. And she took the note and then I ran off. I feel like what you just described to me was like a perfect storm of things that just should not happen. Never have happened. Never have happened. Did you? Okay. My first question is, did you get on the same train with her the next day? Uh, I went on to the same train and got on the same spot um, and spot in the train and she did not. Okay. Right now, um, she changed cars, which is like, I didn't chase her or anything like that. I just, no, you just chased her into the parking lot. It's fine. Yeah. I just, (laughs) So, you know, um, I did, I did see her again eventually. And that unfortunately, uh, was another, um, stupid Brian move. Um, I saw her again in the gym, uh, about a couple of weeks later. And, uh, so I didn't realize she was there. I loaded up a lot of weight. And I go to sit down in the gym. It was like a bench press thingy. I look up, I see her, and I'm like, all right, cool. I get down. I could not lift the weight. I could not lift the weight. So then I get up, lower the weight substantially. Like we're not talking one plate. We're talking four or five plates. Lower the weight, get back on, start pumping them out. I'm at five kilos now, so we're good again. Pumping them out, and I look up. So finally look up again, and she was gone. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, a lot of things are wrong in what just happened. So please don't ever anybody do that. Uh, the, the, the main thing that I want to say, my correction is understanding is, uh, regardless of what movies say, um, everything that you do, if she doesn't know who you are as a person, is creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. romantic gesture, uh, buying flowers. If, you, if, she does, if you've never sat down and said, hi, my name is Brian, what's your name? and you go and do something that's romantic, Mm. that's creepy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also impolite. Like I feel like, you know, just coming from like a very strict, like etiquette-driven background, it's like, hello, my name is. It's just a natural form of conversation. Like I don't – I cannot imagine going up to some random, attractive or not, and just being like, hey, come here often, you – like it just doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work. So it's just, I don't know. I just feel like having a name or at least having a name tag. I don't know. I'm a fan of name tags. They remove any ambiguity, especially when it comes to pronouncing names, right? I'm a fan of the name tag, but you know, I just feel like it's rude to approach someone and prospect them and then just be like, okay, cool. 
right? <laughs> yeah, right? Going, going, like, it took me a long time to figure this out, but going up to a girl and telling her she's beautiful is equivalent to a girl coming up to me and saying, you have a lot of money in, 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 a, in, a, in a bad sort of way. Um, I was or, or say. A, better, a, a, bet, a better way would be like um, seeing the car I drive. Like, do you want, I don't want a girl to see me driving a Lambo and then coming up and saying, oh, you're driving a Lambo, so I'm going to come and talk to you. Like, no, you don't know who I am. At mm, mm. Same thing, like, and, it, and it, it may seem frustrating, guys, but the movies lie. Don't go up to a girl and tell her she's beautiful if you don't know her. Yeah, 100%. I've also met girls that are beautiful that are kind of suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. I think especially when it's like, you know, it's it's creepy as well. Like when I think the man is kind of like older or, um, you know, just in a in a position of like supposed authority. Like if mm. I if I, for example, like – I don't know. I mean, actually recently someone put a fucking note in my letterbox, um, different podcast time, but (laughs) we'll mention this in the next (laughs) podcast. Um, but that exact same thing happened. And I'm just like, okay, I found out that later the person who left me that love letter was actually a, um, 12 year old kid on my street has ADHD. But, um, yeah, so it's a big, ah, you know, kind of moment, but at the same time, it's like, if that wasn't, right? If things were completely different, if it was from someone who was like a self-realized, self-actualized adult, that's fucking creepy as fuck. Like, exactly. You know, no. So you're completely right. And, And I think going back to like the Lamborghini example, it's like, it's the same thing with like the way you look, right? Just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I want to suck your dick. Like, it's just, you know, such a, you know, it's a lie. It's such a lie. Um, and you're a hundred percent right. And, and, and girls, just because I'm under six foot doesn't mean I don't exist. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a delight. He's a delight. Yeah. He's a delight. He's a delight. Yeah. He's got the accent. He's got Not the swag. He's got the facial hair. I mean, people can't, people can't see Brian. So I have to articulate for you, ladies, if you're on the line and now, okay, you have to, you have to give Brian like your dates. 100%. There you go. You guys have heard it first, completely unbiased and unpaid for. Uh, I'm being paid? Of, of <laughs> there was a paid option? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me there was a paid option. <laughs> and with that, uh, we'd like to end the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm uh, awesome. Thank you very much uh, for your time. Um, I had a great time, and I'm sure everyone listening um, uh uh, had a great time as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd love for you to come back. Um, Thank you. Sometime. I'd love to be back. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, we'll, we'll come up with some more awesome topics. Yeah. Um, if anybody else wants to, uh, jump on the show, uh, just to DM, DM, is that, is it, is it PM or DM? What, what's, what's the link? Slide into your DMs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Slide into my there we DMs. Go. <laughs> original at original B game. Slide into those DMs. Like you're on a slip and slide. Just get right in there and, uh, and, uh, happy to have, uh, more guests. Yeah. It's so, well lubricated. Um, can confirm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. So thank you very much for your time and uh, tune in next week for an all new show, Cat Soapbox. Soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening. Talk Bites.